for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. welcome you to Living Life. Today just happens to be my son's birthday. It's 2-11, February 11th. And 2-11 in police talk is a robbery. And we like to say, my wife and I, that our son stole our hearts. He is a wonderful man of God now. He's married. He's even given us a beautiful granddaughter. And he is one in whom Christ dwells and delights in. And of course, growing up, he was a preacher's kid, a pastor's kid. And those are the ones that should know better how to live life and to fully commit to the Lord. But we do know that there are stories about preacher's kids. I mention this because in our text today, we have the Pharisees who should have known better and known who Jesus really is, that he is the Messiah, the son of David, the forever king. But they didn't see that. They couldn't understand that. They didn't want to understand. Well, I'm very thankful for my son and for our daughter, how they love the Lord. And I want to encourage you, you know, if you have children, that pray for them, encourage them in the faith. And for one reason I'm very thankful for my son is when he was off at college, he consistently went to church. I know that there's a lot of kids that when they leave home, they never go to church. But our son did, and he still does, and we're thankful for that. Well, now let's have our our Bibles ready. Let's have our ears ready. Let's have our hearts ready to welcome what God wants to say to us now in his holy word. Matthew chapter 12 verses 38 through 50. Then some of the Pharisees and teachers of the law said to him, Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. He answered, A wicked and adulterous generation asks for a sign, but none will be given it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of a huge fish, so the Son of Man will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh will stand up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it. For they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and now something greater than Jonah is here. The queen of the south will rise at the judgment with this generation and condemn it. For she came from the ends of the earth to listen to Solomon's wisdom, and now something greater than Solomon is here. 
When an impure spirit comes out of a person, it goes through arid places seeking rest and does not find it. Then it says, I will return to the house I left. When it arrives, it finds the house unoccupied, swept clean, and put in order. Then it goes and takes with it seven other spirits more wicked than itself, and they go in and live there. And the final condition of that person is worse than the first. That is how it will be with this wicked generation. While Jesus was still talking to the crowd, his mother and brothers stood outside wanting to speak to him. Someone told him, your mother and brothers are standing outside wanting to speak to you. He replied to him, who is my mother and who are my brothers? Pointing to his disciples, he said, here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. So the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, they want Jesus to perform some sign. They want him to give them the credentials that he has. But of course, a sign is not something that you perform on demand. It's not something for sale. It's not something for show. And yet Jesus does say to the Pharisees, okay, there will be one sign that you will be given. And it's going to be the sign of the prophet Jonah. Well, he was speaking about how Jonah was in the belly of the well for three days and three nights. And so also would the Son of Man, the Son of God would be in the grave for those days. And yet he would be raised from the dead, just like Jonah came out of the big fish. Well, this sign that Jesus would give, I mean, of his life and then his death and his resurrection was what was his credentials, that indeed he was who he said he was. And God put his full stamp of approval on Jesus by raising him from the dead. What a glorious thing it is to know that Jesus indeed is our Messiah. He's our Savior, and there's reason to put our trust in him. Now, as we continue to look at our text, Jesus then uses this idea of Jonah and preaching to the Ninevites that he says, look, the Ninevites, these foreign people, they could stand before you at Judgment Day and, and bring this to you that says to the Pharisees, look, we repented, and yet you didn't repent. You didn't turn back to the Lord and trust Jesus. Well, then also Jesus uses an example from what's called the Queen of the South. And we read about her in 1 Kings chapter 10, this Queen of Sheba, and she went to see Solomon in Jerusalem, and she was seeking the wisdom that she had heard that, that he had. And so she didn't go to Solomon and ask questions like, you know, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we clothe ourselves with? No, she was really interested in the big questions like, Solomon, what is real? That's what I envision her asking. And Solomon, being wise, would say, what is real is God, that there is only one living and true God. 
and that she might ask the question like, well, who then is blessed? Who's really successful? And I, I could see Solomon saying, well, the one who has a with God life. I mean, I just told you about this one God, and so we want to have a life with him. And of course, now we know that that comes through Christ. And I could see the queen asking Solomon, like, well then, who is a truly good person? And Solomon could tell them, tell her, well, it's one who is pervaded with servant love. Well, as we look at this text, there's an interesting phrase that's given where Jesus says in verse 41, something greater than Jonah is here. And then in verse 42, he says, something greater than Solomon is here. And then earlier in Matthew chapter 12, Jesus said, something is greater than the temple is here. And you just get the, the idea that Jesus is making it clear that he's the final prophet, priest, and king. And so we need to really just trust him and learn from him how to live and love and serve. And so then also in our text, we see that Jesus talks about how, you know, you could have yourself freed from some evil in your life. And yet, if you don't put him right in the center, it's like there's this void, or as he says, the house is unoccupied. And so if it's vacant, and no one's there, then evil can actually come back in even more so. And so I believe what he's telling us is that let's be filled with the Holy Spirit and let's understand that Jesus is the one who is to reside in our life and we fully commit ourselves to him. Because he's talking at that time to what he called this wicked generation. And I think we can see that that could be said for us today. And so we might want to ask uh, him, the one who is not just wise, but he is all wise. We might want to ask the question like, how does one become a truly good person? And we know the answer is that we need to surrender unto and follow Jesus. So let's do that. Let's be people who know the signs. We see so clearly that Jesus indeed is Savior and Lord, and let's trust him to God's glory and our joy. So as we close our Living Life devotional today, I want to draw our attention to the final verses where we see that Jesus's family, his mother, his brothers, they're standing outside of the place where Jesus is inside teaching. And I think that that really tells us something about the indecisiveness of his family. I mean, they're standing as if like maybe they can just walk away and they're outside because they're thinking that Jesus, he's maybe a little crazy and they want to just escort him back to Nazareth. Well, 
They're the family. They're not quite sure about Jesus, but we know that Jesus indeed is the Savior, and he holds the credentials. He truly is the King of kings and Lord of lords, and we want to follow him. I mean, he was fully committed to his mission to save his people from their sins. And we see the very last verse where he says, For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. So let's be attentive to Jesus. Let's stop, look, and listen to him. Let's pray. Well, Heavenly Father, we are so thankful that indeed we can trust Jesus now. And we thank you that indeed you are on the move and you are active in our lives. And Father, if there is ever a place where we are not following you fully and completely, Lord, we want to repent of that and turn to you. And Lord, we want to be a people who truly can listen to the Lord and learn from him how to live and love and serve. We thank you and praise you in Christ's name. Amen. Yeah.